Hello and welcome to the E equals MC squared of running. I'm Maggie Cooper and this podcast is about running and a little bit of science. But today it's just about running really um, because I thought I ought to give an update on what, what I've been up to and um, yeah, just finish off uh, 2023. So uh, I haven't done a podcast for a little while, mainly because I've just been too busy with going to work and looking after kids and uh, just generally doing stuff um, because I, I've, I've moved um, in the summer and it, it's it really been quite difficult just to fit everything in. So I, I haven't done as much running as I had been doing. Um, well, and I haven't, well, mainly hadn't done done any races and things really um, since I, I've moved because it's been very, yeah, just been, it's difficult to get fit everything in. But uh, I started reading uh, a book, or rather, I started to listen on um, Audible. I, I find it quite difficult to, to read on uh, on the train because I get a little bit travel sick reading. Um, but I found you, know, you can listen to uh, the books on Audible, and, it, and it's quite good. My journey into um, London every day is is more than an hour, so um, you know it, it's a really good opportunity to do something um, useful, like uh, well, re- reading books and, um, and and stuff like that. So. Um, I, I thought that I would I would uh, start listening to to a few more books and podcasts and things. But anyway, I I decided to read a book by Richard Asquith, which is called The Race Against Time, and it's about um, like masters running, as in people um, running into their older age. Um, and it was a really, really fascinating book. It was just really um, inspirational as well. I have read um, another book by um, Richard Asquith, which was, um, I think it's called Feet in the Clouds. And that was about fell running. And I remember um, sitting in um, my mum's little cottage in, in Scotland. And it was, it was the weather was pretty atrocious. It was snowing or windy and stuff. And, and I just was reading this book and I was thinking why don't I just get out there and run? What am I doing sitting here on the sofa? And I remember getting my running kit on and, and going out and it pretty much being a, a blizzard out there. And I was like, you know, well, if if these guys can, can, can run in this sort of weather, then I can too. And I felt a little bit like that when reading this book, um, The Race Against Time, because he sort of describes these runners who are running in, you know, in the 80s and the 90s and even into the hundreds. And I'm like, I really want to be running when I'm that old, I don't want to be, um, you know, oh, a has been athlete. I still want to be running, and I and I really would like to be able to be running competitively, at least in my age group. Um, even when I'm, um, you know, sort of past uh, over the hill, as you might might say. And I thought it was a very very interesting um, book. What one thing I, th- I thought was particularly interesting about it was that there didn't seem to be a sort of um, I don't know what you would call it, uh, a, a, a one-size-fits-all or a um, perfect solution or whatever. They, they, everybody had their different approach to running um, as they were older. You know, some people hadn't even started running until they were older. Some people had been running their whole lives. Some people um, thought, you know, you should be running every day some people thought you know you could probably get a, away with just I think one one guy I think he was a sprinter but you know reckoned he was only running about 15 minutes each week you know there, there was there wasn't wasn't um a, a perfect formula whereby well if you do this then you will be able to run until you're 
um, hundred or whatever. Um, it was it was it was very different for for different athletes, and and I, I suspect that that's true actually all the way through. From um, you know not just when you're um, a masters athlete, but uh, for whatever age you are, you have to find the training that that suits you, and that's why having a good coach is really important. And the coach shouldn't be just saying, okay, this is the formula, and we're going to follow this. It has to be tailored really to suit that athlete. Certainly for me, when I was um, younger, I found I, I really couldn't handle massively high mileage. I would just break down if I had to run, um, you know, over a certain distance each week. Um, whereas others, you know, they need the, all those miles um, to, to get, um, you know, to be able to, to have the endurance or whatever. So I, I think that it is, um, it is very different for for everybody who's uh, every different athlete. And I and I thought kind of that kind of came through to me in the in the book. It was also kind of nice in the book because um, he um, talked about people who I either know personally or know through association. Um, we talked about uh, um, a guy who's at um, King's College London who um, my my mum knows actually um, because she was involved in one of the studies that he was doing. And she talked about another guy up on the Wirral who runs a, a running shop up there who is quite closely associated with our running club. Um, and he talked about, um, towards the end, he talked about a girl called, uh, well, a girl, that's a girl. I actually think she's actually 67 or something like that, um, who um, used to run with us back when I was in Cheltenham. She was She's a hurdler and um, her name's Jane Horder and she's a fantastic hurdler and she's still doing amazingly well um in into her late 60s um doing 300 meter hurdles so it was quite fun for me um reading the book because they kept coming across these these names of people who i um who i knew so that was fun but the i, I just thought you know what i really ought to be doing entering a race I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't just be sitting here and not doing anything i haven't even done a, a park run for a, a while um and um Oh yes, I probably should say um, about my my running. I I had this thing where I was running every single day, and I did run every single day all the way up to mid October, and then I accidentally missed a day um, because I went went away for the weekend, and um, I just completely forgot to take my running shoes with me, um, and it and in fact the weather was just dreadful. I would have struggled to actually get out in the weather that it was it was like very very wet and windy and I was in the middle of nowhere where I'd gone to so um but I just thought actually it, it had become a bit of a burden trying to run every day and you know being commuting and looking after the kids and, and everything and so I was kind of relieved that I um had missed a day and, I, and it didn't really matter um and, and I, so I have been running but I, what I have been doing which is different is I have been cycling a lot more because um as part of my commute I have to cycle um it works out about well, it depends exactly what I do, but between six and eight miles um, a day. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a reasonable distance. But the thing is with that um, cycling, because I'm sort of uh, cycling through central London, I'm often doing little sprints because I'm uh, chasing the lights or just trying to get to the train station on time or, or something like that. So I think that that actually has been um, interesting, quite useful training um, because then when I've run at the weekends, when I've had time to actually do a proper run at the weekends, I've actually been running absolutely fine. And so reading the book and also because I had, I'd run something like 12 kilometres the other weekend and I'd run pretty pretty fast. I mean, not not no, super, super quick, but um, just I know sort of my my average pace per mile and I was 
doing you know, a good a good good pace you now. So um, I thought you know I, I'm actually I'm not not too unfit, and I found that um, the British Masters Athletic Federation um, had a ten mile championships just you know a few literally a few miles from where I live and I thought oh, I should enter I should enter that <laughs> crazily even though I haven't I, like, I literally haven't run 10 miles I don't know when I last ran 10 miles I certainly haven't run, run 10 miles this year because I know because I was doing the run every day and if I'd run 10 miles in one day that would have been would have been basically half my weekly mileage all in one day so I know I haven't done it in the last 12 months so yeah it's certainly more than a year since I ran, ran um, 10 miles uh, and I, I, so, so I don't know what possessed me to think that I could run 10 miles but anyway um, I thought I'd run eight and I'd run okay so I get that was guess that was basically the, 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 the my, my, my thinking was that I, I finished eight eight miles and I, and I wasn't completely shattered so I probably could do 10 anyway I entered this race and um, it was actually it was closed. Um, I couldn't I couldn't enter, but I emailed the race organizer and he was really kind and let me um, enter. Yeah, people had dropped out actually as it happened, so it was it was um, no, no big deal. But it was very very kind of them to let to let me run. So um, I went off to this race. It was called um, Buntingford. I think it's called the end of year 10 mile race. They don't run it every year, but because it was incorporating this British Masters Athletic Federation um, 10 mile championships as, as well. And it was it was super race. Like, I mean, as in it was just so well organized. The people were so lovely. Um, I have to say the, probably the best thing, um, <laughs> nothing to do with running, was the tea and cakes afterwards, which um, were very, very good value and very, um, very much very welcome at the end of the of the run. But um, yeah, it was really well um, signposted. It was very easy to follow the route. Um, it was very well marshaled. Um, you had absolutely no complaints about the organisation. It was uh, really, really super. But um, what <laughs> wasn't so super, from my point of view, now take into account that where I'm living now is pretty much dead plan, pan flat. Um, I mean, I can find some hills if I want to, but uh, it's not on my um, beaten track to find a hill. And um, where I've come from on the Wirral, I was running along the prom, along the side edge of the um, the River Mersey. And that was also very, very flat. So I haven't done any hills at all. And this race was, it basically said it was pretty flat. But that pretty flat and my pretty flat are obviously two completely different things because it, it just seemed to be uphill the whole way. I mean, clearly it wasn't, but that's what it felt like. And um, as soon as it got this sort of above a certain incline, I found that everybody else was moving away from me. And I always kind of felt as if I was going backwards every time we went up any sort of incline. I, I tend to, there was a guy who was running who was an M70. So it must mean, that means he's in his 70s, um, who I was kind of running with. And I kept sort of overtaking him when it was sort of flat or downhill. And then he would just like go storming off ahead of me as soon as it went uphill again. Um, he, he, he beat me by some distance, but... Um, yeah, he, he was obviously pretty pretty good for his age category, but uh, I well I'd entered this race not with any great um, 
you know, I, 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 I didn't think that I was going to do particularly well, but I just wanted to run something. I just wanted to do something. And um, after I'd entered, then I looked at who else had entered and I then I felt a bit miserable because I found that everybody else was much, much quicker than me. I thought I might be able to do 80 minutes, like running eight minute per mile pace. I thought I might be able to manage that just about. Um, and then I looked at the, who else had entered and they could run like under 70 minutes or, you know, even if I was running super quick, I, I think I would be struggling to run uh, 70. Um, well, I, was, I think I know I would be struggling to run 70 um, minutes for um, 10 miles. I thought I thought you know if I had been running really quite well I might have been able to run maybe seventy four some something like that sort of time um, but yeah no I didn't think I could run that fast at the moment I thought if I could run under eighty I would was doing pretty well and then the race started and it was it was down the first bit was downhill I knew the first couple of miles were relatively speaking downhill though there were some ups and downs um, and then it just seemed to go uphill the whole way I mean it's like I cannot I thought this has got to end it's got to go down at some point what goes up surely must come down it didn't really seem to go down there was a, there was actually there was um, a mile somewhere in the in the middle where it, where it was actually significantly downhill, but it didn't seem to make up for the uphill. That was one of my fastest um, miles was that particular mile at about mile six or something like that. But uh, yeah, it, it was also it was a little bit windy. It wasn't too bad, but it was a little bit windy. But my main problem was literally that it was hilly, and and I my legs are just not used to going up and down hills. Um, and it got to about well, I could see actually. I was go back to the start. I could. I was looking round to see whether I could see any uh, anybody else in my age category. Because if you were entered for the BMAF, um, you know the Masters Championships, you had to wear a little square with your your age category on the back. That's how I knew that the guy that I kind of was running near was um, an M seventy. Um, and I could only see. I only saw one other lady with an M55 and I figured out who she she was because I'd looked at who you know who was running you know in advance and I knew that she was you know relatively speaking quick and I saw her at the start um and I, I wasn't that f I was not, not I was really close to her because I I didn't try and keep up with her because I knew that she would be going super quick but um I saw, anyway, but I, she was there. I could see, I could see her, and I couldn't see anybody else between me and her. I couldn't see people. So the couple of people I know, and I didn't see them either. Um, so um, yeah, but after about, um, well, I, I saw her go off. I didn't. See, nobody else who had an fifty-five on their back over overtook me. Um, and then it got to about eight miles. And in fact, I'd, I'd been doing pretty pretty well up to then. You know, some people overtaken me, but you know, I was pretty much there or there thereabouts, and, and I was pretty much keeping um a track with this this M seventy guy who was I thought was pretty running pretty evenly. I mean, there was no even about the splits because there was so many many ups and downs. That it was it wasn't you know you couldn't really run like even miles. Anyway, so um yeah, but but after about eight miles, my legs. Oh man, I just thought, am I actually going to be able to finish this? There was no kind of no point in turning back or whatever. I had to just keep keep going. Um, and then people kept overtaking me. You know how it is. You just think, is that going to be somebody with a fifty five on their back? And it was like, no, that's an M sixty five or that's an M fifty or uh, or a W fifty um or whatever. Some of them, some men, quite a lot of women overtook me, but um. 
but no, nobody with a 55, no woman with a 55 overtook me. Um, a lady, I heard this lady shuffling up behind me. I thought this, this person's got to be picking up their feet a bit better because they were really shuffling along. And then, <laughs> they passed me. I was like, she's like in her 70s, this lady, and she's just overtaken me with about a mile to go. And I, and I couldn't even begin to try and keep up with her. My legs were just like so, so tired. And I thought, I just hope nobody else goes past me with um, an, a 55 on their back because that'll be really, really sad because there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to try and, you know, like sprint out sprint them or something like that and the last bit was uphill as well which is obviously was really against me because um i just not used to running uphill anyway i, I did eventually finish i mean they said that last mile or so was just so slow and so painfully bad um it, I, just my just my legs have gone i don't know if you had that sensation just like you can't you just can't move any quicker. It's not that anything hurts particularly badly or it's not even that. It's just literally I can't can't move, get them to move any better. Um, and I finished in, I think it was one hour uh, 18.55 or something like that. So I did get under my one hour 20, which I was very, very, very pleased about. Um, but I, it was but I was also slightly frustrated because I'd gone through four miles in about 30 minutes and that I, th I was pretty pleased with that to be able to go that at that speed for for the first four miles on the training that I've done but then yeah then it just kind of got got to me and it got slower and slower, and slower. so um but yeah it, 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 that was okay it's just the the last the last couple of miles the last yeah the last two miles just very 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 slow um but after I finished, I, we they have the results up pretty pretty quick. It's a really good little system. They with a chip and that and your in your number, you can get the results pretty quickly. And I found that in fact I had finished as the third woman over fifty five, but one of those two hadn't entered the British Masters Championships. So in fact that meant I got the silver medal from the British Masters Championships, which I thought was amazing i was like so happy i i i don't think i've you know i haven't got one but i think actually i do have a medal i think i have a gold medal from um the road relays um back when i was probably in my uh, w35 or w40 and i ran um sutton park in the road relays and we, we had a fantastic team and we we won the gold medal there so it's not like i haven't got a medal but I haven't got an individual medal like that so I was I was really really happy um and even if I had run like really really well I still wouldn't have got the gold because the lady that got the gold medal she was just quicker <laughs> she's just quicker than me I mean I say if I had I guess if I have been really training for it maybe I could have given her a, a run for her money but uh yeah, no, no, and not not in not in my present um, running condition. But so I was I I was very very happy to um uh, to to get a, a medal, and I and I just thought you know sometimes you you just got to put yourself out there. I mean, I, I actually I didn't feel all very well either. Um, so uh, if you want textbook things that you shouldn't do, you shouldn't enter a ten mile race when you haven't even run ten miles in the last 12, 12 months because it's going to be horrible 
It's going to be really, really hard work. And in the last few miles, you are going to die. I mean, really, it's not a good idea. And the second thing it's not a good idea to do, which I did, uh, was run when you don't feel very well. And I basically, I feel like I have like a head cold of some some kind. Uh, I don't think I'm, obviously I'm not um, dangerously ill, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to complete the run. But you shouldn't really run when you're not feeling 100%. Um, but I did that too. So uh, <laughs> in all of those things, um, I was very, very happy. But I just think though, you do, sometimes you just got to put yourself out there enter something, do something that puts you outside of your comfort zone. And you never know, you might come away with a medal. So I was very, very pleased. And uh, thank you to Royston Runners for organising the race. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was yeah, a good day, but very hilly. I think that they should change the description to say it's very hilly <laughs> and you're going to struggle. 